Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 153, The Jimmy Sode. There you go. Featuring Black Acres Brewing's uh, Beard Tax Old Fashioned and the New Holland Brewing Company's Cabin Fever. Ah. With your host Dustin and special guest... Allison. Back again. have to find some 8-bit Wolverine tunes if we can make it. Uh, we'll just have to figure that out. But in front of us here, uh, we have ourselves the Beard Tax from Black Acre Brewing. Beard Tax is a Russian Imperial Stout, and every year they have a Beard Tax party. Uh, yes. We will be talking about it uh, in an upcoming episode. We have uh, four variants of this that we're going to share with the guys, and we're going to talk about the event. Um, at least I'm going to talk about the event. Um See if I can get Allison to come. It'll probably be on a weekend when she's working, which is unfortunate. Uh, but we get to talk about how great this is and look forward to uh, future uh, variants. Uh, but so I'll save all of the discussion for the brewery and the beer garden for that episode. Just need to know that it is in Indianapolis. Yes, uh, Irvington, technically. In Irvington, Indiana, inside the loop. Uh, and they have these Russian Imperials, and they're delicious. So on the bottle, it actually has the IBUs and ABVs, which is nice. So this is the old-fashioned. It's a variant of the Beard Tax Mm -hmm. standard stout. Yeah, so the 2019 bourbon barrel-aged old-fashioned is with the orange zest, cherries, and gentine roots. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing on the website. There's nothing on Untapped. Can't check it in. Probably have enough information that we can make a variant we could. Uh, probably going to do it. go ahead and do that since we have the ABVs and the IBUs. Yeah. So we currently are sitting at 9.8% ABV, 60 IBUs. So let's uh, go to, uh, we have a website for this. They actually have, they list the color on here as well. So we're just going to stick to that one as well. Uh, but we're going to pull things up. All right, coming in at 60 IBUs. 60 IBUs. Yeah, coming in at the geek level, 60. Uh, this is the level caps, or the Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, I go for the level caps. This is the usual MMO game level caps when mm. you're not talking about expansions. Uh, so every single MMO that I've ever played had a level cap of 60. Interesting. Uh, but then you could also think about Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Whatever resonates with you better. Uh, so I'm a fan of that. The bottle says it sits at a 46 SRM. Uh, so if we take a look at uh, our own beer colors, our Geek RM mm-hmm. uh, reference model, uh, 48 since we don't get to play this game. Wait, I thought it said 46. 46. Oh, sorry, 46. Since we don't get to play this game, uh, it says it's a Freddy Krueger. Freddy's Fedora. Freddy's Fedora. So we're not going to play that game. Uh, we're, we are going to open this up, and we're going to have this lovely uh, carbonated sound, I guess. Yes. Popping that bottle cap. Popping them bottles. Just one. Yeah, just one. It is a bomber, uh, 500 milliliters. Yeah. Uh, so we will be finishing this tonight, because we're not going to cork it. <gasps> That's ridiculous. Why would you say such a thing? We're not going to cork it? What do you mean? Why would I say such a thing? We get to enjoy the entire bottle. 
No, I mean, why would you even suggest that we would cork it? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Come on. All right, we'll leave some in the bottle. We don't need to get completely. Uh, let's see if we agree, actually, with the SRM. Okay. And see if we can actually put it on somewhat of a our own reference. Uh, it is much darker than the Freddy's Fedora in, in the opinion of really? mine. Yeah, I think it is a little bit darker, depending on where we do it. We don't have the best light in here. I don't have my LEDs going over there in the corner. Here, wait. I can help. Let's see if we get direct light. Yeah. That's what I'm trying. Do you if even know how to iPhone? I can't. Yeah, it still looks dark. Yeah, that's pretty black. It's almost like dragon glass. Or uh, down by the Venom symbiote. Maybe the it's, Predator's Dreadlocks, so 53. Yeah, I'd it, go there. Yeah, it's a little bit darker than the bottle, which is never a bad thing, so we'll just go with that. Yeah. We'll say, yeah, we are at 53 in our GRM. Sorry. <laughs> we detest. We detest. All right, so how does this smell? Like fruity, but dark. <laughs> it smells like I just ordered an old-fashioned. I'll take it any day. Orange zest and cherries with some bourbon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, lots of bourbon. <laughs> definitely heavy. Smell. I will say this was my favorite one that we tried yesterday. Yes. Out at of the beard tax event. And they had a s'mores one. They did. And this is still my favorite one, yeah. which is weird. Well, don't give it away for the people that are going to listen to the next episode. They will be listening. They're just referencing the ones that were there. Okay. Whatever. Who listens to us anyways? I mean, come on. Rude. <laughs> rude to yourself. Yeah, rude. rude. Anyway. I'm but yeah, fan. it's very, it's very, I can, we've been, we've actually had this sit out for, I think, 20 minutes before we started the episode. Right. We're catching the tail end of football games, and we just, I was like, how about I set up and get this out? And so, we'd have it a little wafty, if, uh, closer to cellar temperature. Yeah. Uh, and so. Not so refrigerated. Yeah. So, it looks like you're ready to drink some. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure what was taking so long. Oh, I just like talking. I know you do. Hmm. It's pretty crisp. Um, it is still going to be a little bit cooler than what we had yesterday. Yeah. We were outside. Yeah, it was really warm yesterday. Yeah, we were outside drinking. There are definitely some different flavors I experience now that it's slightly chilled. Mm -hmm. And being in the glass, maybe, that's kind of changed the way I've experienced this beer from yesterday. Because yesterday it was straight out of the tap. Mm -hmm. And then it went into plastic, and then it was sitting out in the sun with us while we were, you know, sitting and drinking. So, I think I was more excited about the other option that we had, so I tried that one first. And so I was drinking the s'mores. S'mores? Mm -hmm. We had s'mores with this one? Yep. And so, also, at the same time that we had the old-fashioned, we had the s'mores. And so there was, like, that balance of flavors because I had something that was super, you know, sugary and sweet. And so now that I'm just drinking this by itself, I definitely yeah. noticed more of the fruit flavors. Yeah, I just got, like, on that sip, it was kind of like a uh, Marciano cherry. Yeah. A little bit of orange Orangey, zesty yeah. type of, like, sip. It's definitely more of the old-fashioned flavor, like, of the cocktail that I expected because I didn't taste it as much yesterday. But again... We were mixing the two at the same time, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. There was water in between, but that doesn't clear your palate as much as having something actually to clear your palate, like a cracker or whatever. And we didn't have any food. So, you know, it's a little bit different than yesterday, but it's not that different. It's just I didn't experience the same flavors yesterday. Yeah, it was good. Even my burp right there is uh, 
<laughs> fruiting, which is which is nice. Mm. Very attractive for our audience. At home. You are absolutely welcome. Well, they sometimes say like the the best um, uh, compliment to the chef is the burping. Mm, so it? compliments to you uh, on the burps. All right, beer tags. I'm gonna hyphen 2019. Variant. Old. Fashioned. Fashioned. You're making the untapped. Yep, I am doing it. Cool. Have to let me know. Is that a, is that a good title? Uh, Beer tax, 2019, old fashioned variant. Sure. I'll put quotations on the on the old fashioned part. Yeah. Sure. Style. Let's do. It's still a Russian imperial style. Yeah. But. For sure. ABVs were the 9.8, right? Yep, 9.8. IBU is 60. Description for the beer. Um, you want me to read it to you? Oh, wait. Is there one on here? No, there wasn't one. I did oh. have something on the website. I'll go ahead and uh, just use that one. because I, I have feel it like it should just be the beard text has been taken. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing really on here about the specific flavor. I thought you said there was nothing on the website. There isn't. Um... The website you showed me, uh, not on the website, but you sent me that, uh, oh, what's going to be there. Yeah. The image I sent um, you of what they had available. Yeah. No, I have it. I uh, copied and pasted over here. Oh, nice. Uh, Burr, B, oh. B, A, yep. uh, Beer Tax. What? Uh, I'll just say, never mind. It's B, B, A, Old. Old Fashioned. Fashioned with... Orange, Orange Cherries. And cherries. And gentian root. Oh, probably should put a comma there, not and. I guess, if you're going to be correct in your writing. Mm-hmm. Using the Englishes. Okay, I'll just, uh, I'll leave it at that. Is I mean, that's else? about as good as it gets, because yep. that's all they say about it. We have created it. It's the Beard Tax 2019 Old Variant. Old-fashioned variant. Yep, there we go. So you can you can search it. I'm going to go ahead and check this in. Ah, yeah, that is all they say. Beard tax. I gave it. I don't see it. Oh, you put a dash. You fucked up my life. Oh my gosh. It it's didn't, the worst. It didn't show up because I didn't put the dash in it. There's also, someone made one for the s'mores one too. I'll have to modify it. I took a picture. Just going to keep it there. This is for my initial, uh, initial check-in. And we're going to go purchase location. Black Beer Garden. Beer Garden. Beer Garden. Yes. Checked it in. I'm stealing your bottle for a second. Okay, feel free. Uh, while we're wasting time, I gave it a five. Oh, you like it that much, huh? I do. The beer tax is a wonderful beer. That's true. Um, this is my second time, second year having it, first time actually going. Yes. And I really enjoy uh, this flavor. This is your second time going, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I went last year on a happy accident mm-hmm. and then liked it and was like, we need to do this again. So, right. I even before I knew I was going to have this weekend off, I took the day off to make sure we could go to this. Right. It's like, I might not work this weekend and it might be okay. But even if I do work this weekend, I'm not going to be there because I am going to this. Right. I knew you were in Irvington for 
like the ghost tour right. or whatever, yep. the haunted. Yep, haunted Irvington yeah. ghost tour. Yep. And I wasn't sure if that was the same night or if you happened to be there a couple days after and weren't still able to get these beers, but it was no, the day No, it was the of. same day, yeah. Nice. It was the same day of the actual beer text release event because when I went, it was like late in the evening because the, you know, ghost tour thing only was cool, you know, at nighttime. So it started yeah. when it was dark outside and it was... Maybe early, a little bit early October, so it's a couple weeks away from when I normally went. Um, so I think that they pushed it up this year. But um, yeah, I was we were just kind of messing around. We had checked out some of the like witchery and all the kinds of you know spiritual shops and things down in Irvington because it's a big hub of like mm-hmm. um, different just like understandings of like culture and like all those things as far as like um shoot wiccan beliefs and like just general like spirituality and like understanding like mm-hmm. communing with spirits and such um and so we went and we did the ghost tour we did the whole you know stop at the wiccan shop and kind of do the thing and the person i was with got like a psychic reading and then we we're hungry because we hadn't eaten dinner or anything yet. So we're like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Let's just go walk around. And we went to- back towards the car and we walked past Giacomo's and Black Acre was right there. And I was like, oh, this is a cool place. Like, this is on my list. I wanted to come here. She's like, okay, let's go. And so we went in. We sat down. They're like, oh, it's our beard tax release day. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, it is awesome. And I was like, can I try them? And she was like, yes, which one? And I was like, there are more than one and she was like yeah there's like five different variants and you can get a flight with all the tasters and blah blah blah. i was like i want them all please and then i tried them all and then i was like okay but dustin needs to try this because it's a dark beer and he'll be so excited that i'm drinking this right now and they only had i got the picture and it was awesome yeah (laughs) they only had the one flavor left over by the time i had gotten there because again had no idea this was happening so what i brought that it was the magpie cherry the one I brought home, mm-hmm. the four pack of that, and then, yeah, and yeah. they have food there too, which is pretty good. Yeah, we enjoyed that beer on the show as well. Yes, so that last had, year. yeah, last year I'm pretty sure yeah you guys mm-hmm. did an episode and used that because I was like, here, Keith will like, <laughs> have him drink. <laughs> Absolutely, Keith, Keith did like. I believe it. Yes, anytime there's a dark beer and that you guys haven't had, I'm like, hmm, share with Keith, Andrew and Pale, you know, me, Saf and yeah. Pale, probably not. So Saf much. has been working on it. Yeah, on drinking more darks. Yeah, he's been enjoying them. He's usually the IPA type of person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, yeah, with the, the things. with the amount of IPAs going on right now, we're starting to get sick and tired of them. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that. All the milkshake things that are going on, yeah. and the West Coast and the East Coast and the whatever traditional and whatever. Blah, 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 blah. It's just becoming like a little bit overwhelming and a little bit overdone. But I've never really liked IPAs to begin with, so I don't really have a foot to stand on. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. I do like my dark beers. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway yeah right uh so <laughs> this episode is solely going to be about uh wolverine we previously have done the x-men rankings yes and so we thought that we would break down a couple of characters uh, yeah, at least a couple, a couple of characters maybe we can stretch this out to get a lot of characters over time uh but even though it wasn't the x-men to get it started it was definitely the most important x-men at least in the uh, cinematic universe, yeah. which would be uh, Wolverine. And so the X-1 starts off essentially with the identification and location of uh, Wolverine and bringing him in and getting the story going, right. even though the X-Men had existed prior. And it's essentially right. the same with the comics where 
the X-Men started in 1963 with the first class of X-Men. So Angel or Archangel, uh, Cyclops, Banshee, uh, Banshee, Jean Grey as in Marvel mm-hmm. Girl, and yeah. Iceman. Yeah. Right? And so there wasn't that uh, that Wolverine involved character, at all. Yeah. And so they wanted to create the, the the Wolverine character. They were thinking about it. And so they brought him out as a villain type in Hulk in 1974 right. in episode 180 of The Incredible Hulk. Right. And so he had a cameo in 180. It had a really good uh, type of like... Uh, the following yeah, happened kind of there. People yeah, responded people, well. Yeah, they responded well. And so then they came out with the full episode of 181 that had him as the the marquee point, Hulk versus Wolverine. Wolverine. And so because of that, then they brought him into the X-Men universe, uh, and then from there it just kind of took off. Right. Uh, And so we are going to do the, just specific to Wolverine, um, we might make mention of X1, X2, and The Last Stand, uh, but we're we're mainly going to talk about the origin, uh, the Wolverine 2013 film, and then Logan. The cry fest. Yes, the sad. Yeah. All the sad. But yeah, it's just, we we talked about it for a bit, and we were like, well, we, you know, we should talk about all of, you know, Wolverine stuff, and I'm like, okay, that A, that's not going to be possible to condense and do, you know, an hour or so episode, but secondarily, I have not read all of the Wolverine comics, and therefore, I do not feel poised to discuss all of said Wolverine comics. I have, though, seen all of the Marvel movies that Wolverine is in and a to kind of condense and to keep this from being like a five day long episode we figured you know debated but we're gonna stick to the movies and then you know we can kind of talk about other pieces if we have to pull them in but for the most part how he plays his own part and who he is as his own feature film star so X-Men Origins. Yes, the original. 2009 release. Yes. Uh, is a six-issue comic book limited series published by Marvel Comics in 2001 through March 2002. Written by Bill Jemis, Joe Quesada, and Paul Jenkins. And illustrated by Andy Kerbert and Richard Eisenhove. Uh The origin tells the story of Wolverine, best known as a member of the X-Men. Since the character's first appearance was in early 1970s, his history had often been shrouded in mystery, uh, with bits of information revealed piecemeal over time as to what happened to his life, uh, most notably in the comic series Weapon X, but the series was the first to reveal Wolverine's early days and his orig- original background. So this kind of sets it up, this sets up the stage for what happens uh, to make Wolverine uh, who he is, right? Right. So, Wolverine Origins, the movie, uh, was the first solo franchise entry in the Wolverine movie series. Um, it's weird to say like that because there's no other w- movie series that's dedicated solely to one of mm-hmm. the X-Men. Right. Uh, I would rather uh, keep it going that way because the next person that they could possibly make a series out of is Scott Summers, and we all know how much I hate Cyclops. Well, the only other thing is, is like with this Dark Phoenix movie, technically there's now like a Jean Grey Dark Phoenix series, but yeah, yeah not really. Yeah. It's not gonna, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Like, I think that that's it. We had that movie and now it's done. Mm-hmm. So shortly before X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine was released, the nearly completed film was, rele- was leaked online. I saw the that version. Mm-hmm. The leaked version? Mm-hmm. 
The studio has pointed to that as a reason for holding back the film's success. The truth is, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not that great of a movie. Yeah. Uh, so, the casting of Leb Sherver, uh, Sabretooth, I think that was my favorite part. I liked him much yeah. better than the original actor who played Sabretooth, uh, Sabretooth yeah. in the next one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we have a, a variety of X-Men cameos that kind of introduces them into the MCU. Uh, but, but then also they're killed off. And so it's, yeah. it's really tough. Like uh, You get a character like, oh, that guy could be cool later on. And then they're dead. Yeah. Or, oh, hey, here's Scott Summers not doing anything. And now he's dead. Or, well, you know, released yeah. and then vanishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with first class, it, um the, that series line when they do go back in time and rescue um, everyone from whatever uh, base up in Alkali Lake, yeah. they set Wolverine free, which is totally different than what you see in yeah. Origins. And Summers is there to help him, not is a captive. So alternate timeline, it's really, um, it really crazy and it kind of messes it up. But uh, for the most part, this movie sucked. Yeah, pretty much. And what was good, you know, Hugh Jackman did the best he could to carry the storyline as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few moments that, like, pretty much are pretty good. Like, when it's mostly his, you know, early life and, like, him with his girlfriend. Yeah, the Silver and Fox. Then, yeah, the Silver Fox. And, like, you know, his reactions and his um, portrayal, I think, work really well. I just don't think the rest of the group was set up around him very well. Yeah, especially and so, you know. Oh, God, don't get me started. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but this does show him uh, get his adamantium. Uh, you do see this in the TV series, the cartoon animated series. Uh, so it pretty much follow, falls in line with that one, um, where he loses his memory at that point. He doesn't lose his memory in the movies until much later. But right. He loses his memory when all the things happen. He gets shot in the head. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically, you see the majority of making of Wolverine before the title credits are even shown. Like, the he gets pissed off, and he's really sick, and then he kills his real dad, and then he kills his adoptive dad, who he thought was his real dad, and then he's out with his brother running wild in the world. And I'm like, that is, yep, that's, that's how Wolverine started, and... That's the end of the show. Oh, nope. Here's some hours of awful. And then here's piss you off Deadpool, who's awful. Basically, you could have been like, he ran wild. He found Stryker. Well, Stryker found him. He added Animantium. That could have, we could have just been done. We could have been fine there. But nope, yep, nope. We go. Had to, had to make Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool awfully and piss Ryan Reynolds off enough to make his own Deadpool. So, I mean, it worked out in the end, but it really I just really did, didn't have to suffer with it. Be- absolutely amazing yeah i mean i just didn't wish we had to suffer with it but yeah i mean eventually it works out yeah for sure but for the most part i could have done without that well we did we just literally turned it off mm-hmm. once he freed the mutants we're like yeah no we're not watching this i, I refuse yeah we have zero interest in <laughs> like i have zero interest in watching them fight and watch how awful he easily he kills deadpool and it just no it's not worth my time no that's not how it goes I was very offended, and I would not watch it. Yeah. But anyway, it's all good. All right, so then we just move on to yes. the other film, the better of the two films. Definitely. Uh, Wolverine, uh, 2013. 
Yes. Uh, it started off uh, as the Wolverine comic. And so there's a number of Marvel comic book series starring the X-Men member Wolverine. As of 2013, 200, or 323 issues and 11 annuals have been published under the flag of the Wolverine. Right. And so the animated series, or the, the comic book series for this was that this is based off of, came out in like 2006 or 2007 or so, and it was just titled The Wolverine. Um, so this one is listed as one of the best Wolverine films. Yeah, best loved Wolverine movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did take a four-year hiatus to kind of like get their shit together, which was probably for the best considering how the first one went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so the one that was written in 2009-2008 was written by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. And so that, as mentioned right here, the story is loosely based on those comics. The Wolverine Misery miniseries. Mini <laughs> the Wolverine miniseries. Yeah, by them. And forced the title character into a Japanese underworld while battling for the heart of his lover, Mariko. But Mariko in the comics happened way before the adamantium happened. Right. It happened way before... Gene uh, Gray and all Jean that Gray, fun stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. And so yeah. then. The timeline's uh, a little messed up for the movie, but. Yeah. And then Silver Samurai is a great villain, so. Yeah. Just, I didn't think it was that well done in the movie, but. Yeah, I think it could have been more formidable, but. <laughs> but I, he does cut the claws off, which right. leads to the uh, bone, bone claws. Mm-hmm, again. So. Yep, so yep. That's good. Yep. So there's a there's a few good scenes in that movie. I think we have a couple of favorite lines when it comes to that movie. <laughs> yes. Um, the first one, um, when she tells Wolverine about her visions about him dying. Yeah. And he just looks at her deadpan. I don't have time for this shit. He just keeps going. <laughs> gets out of the car and is like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, he's not healing. You know, his powers were taken away from him and by Venom, or whatever her name is. Uh, Dr. Venom. Dr. Green. Yeah, I don't remember what her... Not Venom. Venom Viper. Yeah. Viper. Dr. Viper. Whatever, Viper. (laughs) Venom is not in the The series. Yeah, much better. (laughs) Wrong hero. (laughs) Version. Uh, So he's slow to heal. He's actually feeling... He feels the pain, but he's slow to heal. He's not healing at all. And so there's some parts of it where he just becomes more human. Yeah. Wow. And he's living that human lifestyle. For and sure. then once he gets his powers back, he just turns all hell. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, she wasn't wrong about no. him dying. He did die. He did die. But it came out of it. Well, yes. But yeah, that one's a good one. I mean, there are also a couple Easter eggs in that movie. Mm-hmm. But for yes. the most part. Yeah. I, don't know, I just I just like that storyline in the in the TV series, and so it was just exciting to see it come to life. It was kind of like, a, oh my gosh, homage! <laughs> All right, yeah, I feel like the whole thing was like kind of set better. The actions, you know, scenes were done well. There was lots of like that, you know, the intense violence that you expect with Wolverine, but also some of those like, you know emotionally vulnerable moments that you need to see with a character like him because otherwise you just you know kind of mm-hmm. forget that he is a person you kind of just think of him as like a weapon right like weapon x style but rather than like wolverine as a person who 
has connections to other people, even if he tries to not. <laughs> yeah. And he also gets out of his slump that he's in. Right. You know, after he kills Gene, he just goes into hiding. Yeah. And is, like, either, like, uber depressed or um, a little bit of guilt for it. And he just, you know, hides and he says, I don't want this life anymore. Right. And being hundreds of years old, you know, you can't blame the man for <laughs> wanting to die. Right. Yeah. You know, he's lived through so much and he just can't die. Yeah. So... You know, immortality, you live, and this, you hear about this in a lot of Greek mythologies and, you know, other type of things where gods fall in love with these mortal people, uh, mortal, you know, women, right? They, they love them and then they lose them. Right. And they, you know, it's like, oh. They have to go on. Yeah. I mean, even more recent, Lord of the Rings with Viggo Mortensen and Liv Tyler, you know, the whole... He's going to get old and die sometime. You should probably just go with your people. Why suffer the His loss, death, you yeah. know? So he Wolverine actually lives that. Everyone he loves dies. And more so, like, with him, you know, just being bad luck for them. But <laughs> Not bad luck. <laughs> people just hunt him and take out the people he loves. Yeah, collateral damage. But right, yeah. at the same time, you know, even if they don't die that way, they st- he still outlives him. Right. And so, you know, it's definitely an emotional topic where he's battling depression. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, he wants to die. He wants to get out of that. He wants... He doesn't have a purpose after a while, you know? Right. And so, rediscovering a purpose. uh, Maybe he didn't want to fall in love with Mariko. It didn't seem like he was falling in love with Mariko in the film. Not as much, yeah. Yeah, but... uh, Giving him a purpose to protect her, you know, that gives him a reason to continue and do things. Right, yeah. So, For sure. You gotta have a purpose. Yeah, gotta keep the purpose train going or else you just do nothing and you, you know, wallow in your own pity. Yep. There's two types of people who see doctors and bartenders. The living and the dying. Yeah. Star Trek quote. There you go. Another <laughs> nerd reference. I like it. From the original series first episode when it's not even Kirk yet. Oh yeah, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh Oh, what was his name? Uh Pike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, moving on. Are we going to talk about our next beer or are we going to talk no, about No, we're going to go with the beer. We're going to okay. take a break here. All right. Yeah, because we like drinking, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we got to take a break and finish yeah. up what we got here in front of us. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, we're going to take a, a few minutes here. You guys aren't really going to notice, but Keith will tell you about how to get in touch with us on social medias. And you can look forward to our out beer, which is New Holland Brewing Company's Cabin Fever. So, I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, just dial in, follow us on the stuff that Keith tells you about while we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back. Alright, so in front of us we have Cabin Fever. It is a brown ale from New Holland. Yes. Brewing Company. Um, it is a robust in character, yet smooth in delivery. Cabin Fever is a roasty brown ale with a hearty, comforting companion for long, mind-bending winters. Its rye, roast, and raisin notes play off a subtle caramel sweetness and culminate in a dry finish. Excellent with roasts, stews, caramelized onions, and snowfall. And they also give an option for pairings on the bottle, which is very nice of them. Ooh, pale pairings. do 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 Pale, why aren't you here to read these pairings? Um, they suggest roasted meats, dried mm-hmm. fruits, mm-hmm. gruyere, mm-hmm. and smoked cheeses. Good, smoked cheeses. That's Pale's number one answer. for Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. It has is. good mouthfeel and smoked cheeses. Yeah, smoked cheeses, for sure. Smoked cheeses are always good. Yep. I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I'm not arguing. Uh, <laughs> 6.5% ABV, 25 IBUs, and according to our geek reference, it is the Pikachu. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the number 25 in the Pokédex. Ah. Please ignore the fact that I misspelled it in the doc. Uh, I will be go. very offended. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. Pikachu. Pikachu, yep. Gross. It's very gross. <laughs> All right, so I picked the Cabin Fever after a good 10 minutes, me looking up and down the aisle for something. Yeah. Uh, because in Wolverine Origins, he is in a cabin. In Canada. And he's also in a cave in the second one, and I'm assuming he got cabin fever by just hanging out. In a that's, cave. That's why, I know, and that's why he went into town to pick on those people who poorly disposed of a grizzly in the movie. That they didn't have the guts to finish her off. Yeah, yeah he had the cabin fever, is mm. what I'm going with. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like I still misspelled that. There's not a C, it's a K. I had the K right. There that looks go. much better. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Dustin can't spell. Dustin cannot spell. All right. So Anyways, let's look the looks bottle. Like the bottle. This one is fancy. We totally yeah. missed the bottle on the beer text, oh. but it doesn't change. It's the same it's description. The same beer text, yeah. If you want to know the description, go back to the previous episode on the beer text. Plus, we're going to do it in the future, so don't worry about it. Yes. So this one. All right, New Holland. You have your New Holland uh, border up at the top, yep. just the orange uh, with the New Holland brewing up at the top, and then you have a very basic logo with a picture in the middle. Nice little cabin with some snow, some trees, mm-hmm. with nothing going on, basically out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's got that horror film text that says yeah. cabin fever. Like it looks like you etched it into the wood yeah, with a, a knife. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You got bored and you a etched crazy. it. crazy. Yeah. Got a little nutso. Yeah. Uh, and then the pails pairing on the back. So basic, you know, like, here you go. Uh, the label did not pull this to me. It wasn't because of the labels why I picked it. It's the yeah. name for this episode. So. Yeah. It's not so. It's not like it's like. Oh my gosh! Flashy beer. Yeah, I gotta have this one. So, well, it, hopefully it, the flavor makes up for the lack of flash. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at these colors now. Okay, definitely a brown. Definitely so a brown. not something super dark. All right, so let's take a look at the colors. It actually is dark. It is darker than I was anticipating, even with yeah. a light directly on it. Uh, this one actually seems a little bit more like the Butex color that they said for Suggested that one it, yeah instead of the one that we went with so if we 
I think I mean I need to scroll down a bit. I think it's a little bit darker than I would. Uh, I would uh, maybe know. like slightly darker than Obi Obi robe. Maybe forty eight, like the Caesar's fur. I mean, yeah. Maybe that or maybe. Thor's gladiator armor. Yeah, I might go with the yeah the forty seven. Yeah, so the G R M. We're gonna go with forty seven Thor's gladiator armor. Just because, like, closer to the bottom, you can definitely yeah. see the mm-hmm. light through a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, for a brown ale, I can't really smell much. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's slightly roasty, but not too much going on. Right. Just not sure. Yeah, it's pretty. Hmm. Yeah, I can smell the roast for sure. The rye and the roast. But maybe a slight like no, sweetness, maybe no caramely. I don't really smell that. Maybe a slight. Maybe a little bit. Raisin? I can't really smell raisins. I kind of oh, do. you can't really? Can you? Yeah. I don't even know if raisins have a raisin. smell. I mean, you gotta think of like, smell I'm a wine drinker, so yeah. I'm oh, kind of yeah, used to the are, flavors of that. You are so. the, the plumped raisin taster, not the wrinkled yes. <laughs> grape taster. Yes. I have more experience with the raisiny flavor. Yeah, if this tastes anything sour, I'm out. I, it's a brown. If it tastes anything sour, we should all be out because this is not what it should taste like. <laughs> right. All right, let's do it. Tastes a little bit warm to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it would be a little bit warmer, quote unquote, if uh, we had snow on the ground. Yeah, uh, for but sure. We, this is September. Yes, it is indeed. End September. of September. So we'll be waking people up here soon with how end of September it is. Ha. <laughs> Bad Green Day joke. Hey, don't. Don't hate on the messenger i'm just doing the good green day's work ah <laughs> uh, the most holiest of green day doing the green day's work right i don't know this it has a little bit of sweetness to it um but it is still kind of just brown ale mm-hmm. it, i mean it is brown ale there's nothing much to it yeah it's got a little like twinge twang mm-hmm. thing going on middle body mm-hmm. and we still got a little bit of that like it's not like tangy i don't know how to yeah. describe it it's like mostly bready like rye but like it's got yeah. kind of that like funk in the middle yeah it's very smooth yeah um it's kind of dry yeah but I not mean, it's so smooth yeah so that could be the raisins maybe I don't know. I feel like it's mostly has to do with the fact that it's like, like weedy or bready. Yeah, like I mean, really rye good. flavored. Feels like it might be a little more dry. So let's think about this for our untapped rating. All right. So untapped, uh, we've had four friends check it in, but before that, there's been forty three thousand people check this beer in. Yep. And the average is uh, three point six three. Yeah, I agree caps. with that. Um, friend-wise, my phone is breaking, <laughs> it's locking up. Uh, I have four friend check-ins at an average of 3.69, so a good number. <laughs> uh, Christian D, uh, he had it, doesn't say where, but it was in 2017, he gave it three and a quarter. And then we have Dustin Wood over at, um, the Barrel Chat Podcast, he gave it a three and a half. 
Uh, Keith from our own, our own Keith, gave it a four. Uh, Sean Kessel, the head brewer at uh, Taxman, he gave it a four as well. He had this in 2013, Keith had it in 2014, and Dustin Wood had it in 2016 in that order. Interesting. Yeah. Um, There's just a lot of just pictures. Let me go with all to see if there's any comments, any interesting notes. Doesn't look like there is. These people are not like the beer snobs out there in the world. I don't really see much of... Comments. Yeah, I don't really see any comments. Oh, here's one. It may not be time for cabin fever, like what we just said, but it's Uh time for a cabin fever brown ale. Very manageable at six and a half. Uh, he had this September 10, so he had it uh, 19 days ago. Oh. So, there you go. That's essentially it. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and check this bad boy in. I want to do a little bit of a uh, predictive uh, scoring on this one, though. What do you mean? Uh... Like, I'm expecting it to taste better when it is in more of the deep winter. Mm. Weird. I'm looking at some of these other, like, people that have checked it in. Yeah. And, like, some of the places and, like, things that they use to describe it have been pretty interesting. Like, apparently there is a pirate pit in Iowa on the bay. I didn't know there was such a bay in Iowa. I didn't know there was a pirate pit in Iowa. But now I know there are both of those things, apparently. So we need to go. No, I have no desire to go to Iowa. Sorry, Iowa. No, I'm good. Okay. You're going to check this bad boy in? I already did. Okay. I gave it a 3.75. Wow. It's kind of a predictive. Uh, I think it would be better in the dead of winter. Yeah, I can um, see that. I do like the flavor. Uh, I can drink all of them, I think. Yeah, you can. <laughs> LOLs. Yeah, I only gave it a 3.25. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited about it, but... For the most part, if I'm drinking an ale, I prefer red. Yeah. Or, you know, Scottish. (laughs) So, eh. Not a huge fan of the Browns, for the most part. So, it's my own opinion. But it's kind of roasty. It's kind of, like I said, it's got that bready feeling. It's got a little bit of that sweetness from the raisin, but it's not, like, enough for me to want to be like, yay, let's drink some fruit brown, because it's not. But, I don't know. It's okay. I'm not going to, like, run down the store to buy it. But but why not? (laughs) It's just not that great. But, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, a good wintertime drink. I feel like you could doctor it up a little bit with some, like, bourbon or something and make it a good, you know, warming (laughs) beverage. (laughs) But, yeah. Not bad. Not awesome. Moving on. All right. Logan. Aw. 2017. Sad. This is the old man Logan storyline. Yes. So it's the, uh, it's an alternate universe Logan story. Timeline, yeah. Yeah, so Wolverine, Logan, old man Logan started as an eight issue storyline from the Wolverine ongoing series by writer Mark Miller and artist Steve McNiven. Yes. It was published in the Marvel Comics in June 2008. The series ran through Wolverine number 66 through six, uh, 72 
and ended in the Wolverine giant-sized Old Man Logan episode number one on September 9th, 2009. So this is the probably the bloodiest and most gory film in the franchise. Yeah, definitely. Second to probably Deadpool. Right. Well, that's the first one that's like R-rated, so you kind of get more of that adult content. Mm -hmm. This one is most definitely sad. All the sad. Mm -hmm. It is all the sad. Without giving too much of a spoilie, every X-Men that we know of is dead. Right, pretty much. Yeah, and then the remaining two end up dying in the film. Right. So it is. Uh, it they is, haven't seen it by now. It's been two years. I right. Feel bad for them. So this you're going to get first spoilers. R-rated Wolverine movie. It's bleak, uncompromising, and completely mesmerizing. I don't know about the mesmerizing part. After watching it for the first time, there's scenes where I can just do without. Um, but it is essentially inspired by Deadpool. Uh, with their success for making an R-rated film. Yeah. Uh, and J- uh, James Mangold, who did with the uh, Wolverine 2013, also directed this one. Right. And uh, kind of made it with the, here's how we can run the Logan storyline, the old man Logan storyline. Right. And also Hugh Jackson's final role. Right. Wolverine into it and say, hey, this is how we're doing things. Right. Uh, and it, I think it was a big, uh, uh, big success. Um, one of the things that uh, you can take a look at this one, as far as uh, I guess, aside from being so grim, would be it is not your typical Marvel movie. Yeah, for sure. So, so there's no Stan Lee cameo. Right. And then with the uh, Inspiration for Deadpool, there's no banter or dick jokes or fart jokes that, right. that Deadpool has. This is like super serious movie. Like, Yeah, this is just his life as an old fucking man who's over it, who's dealing with an aging, you know, Charles Xavier, who gets this kid thrown on him that he didn't want to have, but mm-hmm. was made out of his DNA. So it's his biological child. And it's just the steady march to death, essentially. And, you know... Dealing with everything that goes along with that. And, you know, the consequences of him being a willing participant in, you know, genetic and um, weapon X development. Like with the adamantium and whatnot. Yeah. So, pretty an adult storyline as far as, like, dealing with all the things, you know, the trauma of life and, you know, aging. And you can really look at it as, like, a feel-good movie, too. To a point. Yeah. Uh, just in some aspects of the film, like where you take a look at elements of, you know, those feel-good movies. And you see that, you know, Logan is doing everything he can to take care of his aging friend who could be revered as, as his father. And then he has this kid where he's trying to take care of as well. And so you have this trio on the road. Right. And, you know. Dealing with people hunting them. Yeah. And so... You know, meeting the nice folks. I don't remember where. Yeah, I don't know where the town was that they were in. Is uh, California or Nevada, like in that area, I because they came up from the border, right? And they were heading through Vegas, right? 
And so, it, you know, the something happened. Farm folks. We're not really sure, like, where they ended up. And then they were in Oregon with that doctor who took care of him. And you right. Can, you could see the, the, the toll that the weapon X-24 took on Wolverine. And right. the amount of punishment he's willing to go through. For people he doesn't really know or doesn't owe anything to, technically, really. Yeah, like, he's literally not healing at this point. Right. And the reason for that would be the corn syrup that Transigen has been putting in the water system. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know, but not really. Yeah, so Transigen, the doctor who's the son of Stryker, developed a cure right. for... Uh, mutations. For the mutations to try to eliminate them. And he developed it inside corn syrup. Right. And so he put it in the water supply and he essentially wiped out mutations that way. Right. He eliminated anybody. And then, of course, Xavier had his uh, stroke that killed thousands of people. Right. And, you know, upside New York. But... You know, is is basically just doomed at that point, and you know, the the effects that you can tell Xavier is going through with the medication that he's on to right where he he's coming he's awaking again after being off those medications and he's kind of you know coming to and talking about it becoming a real person it's just it shows a lot for. Uh, mental disabilities and those with Alzheimer's or, you know, any type of uh, mindset. Yeah, especially with someone who has the mental capacity of Charles Xavier. Right. And you're having some, you know, medication just controlling him. It's it's really weird. It's sad. Very sad, yeah. It's all the sads. Yeah. But, yeah. And you see the struggle that, you know, Logan goes through to be able Mm -hmm. to provide the minimal right. amount that he can essentially to take care of right. the three of them, you know, mm-hmm. Caliban, him, and yeah, and even Charles like Caliban before. who can't do anything outside, literally, literally, he sacrificed everything to help Logan out, right? And so, we're not really sure that timeline, but you know, he may kind of push back. And the Caliban, Stephen Merchant, by the way, which is a fantastic job by him. Uh, if you're familiar with Stephen Merchant, uh, Ricky Gervais, longtime uh, writer, pal, they yeah. worked together a lot on all the different uh, movies and TV series and all that stuff. Right. But just the amount of effort that he puts into this relationship, and we're, we're just not sure of how long that this actually takes place. Like and, how long this has been going on. Right. And like yeah the plan that Hugh Jackman has to getting a boat and kind of living out in the seas does not include Caliban. Yeah. So I feel for him in that aspect. Right. It's crazy. Um, but yeah the But it also makes sense that you want Charles as far away from people as possible so going yeah. out in the middle of the ocean away from civilization makes the most sense for everyone else's safety. Right. Although you know that does put Caliban out essentially. Right. And you know, at the same time, if the if the transaction has been limited, then it really doesn't matter. But you know, who knows? Um, so they have this place called Eden, which is in South Dakota, and it's in the comic books. Yes. 
And because it's in the comic books, then everybody who is escaping this facility, Transient, who made the mutants. Right. They're going there and they're making it an actual place. Right. And so it, it's almost like the, the old adage. Uh, this came uh, up for from John Green uh, when he wrote the book Paper Towns is the paper towns on a map essentially is just a a watermark of a town to they make some town up on their map to approve to make authenticity of their maps oh so that way you know who made what yeah so you know this map is from x, x place they've made this paper town up Mm-hmm. So if another place comes in and makes that map and includes that, that town, town, they know that they've copied Copy. their map. And so uh, because of this, another company made this map with that town in, let's say, New York. And John Green is like, he found him. He caught him. He made this map. He got busted. And the person's like, actually, they made a town there. They, they, so many people went to this town right. in New York and it didn't exist until they created one. They made a general store, they made a gas station, it added a stop sign, so it became a town. Nice. And it's the same for this. Eden may have started off as a made up town in the comic books. Right. But because there were so many mutants trying to escape, you know, transient, trying to, you know, get to a safe place, a safe haven. Right. They went to this place and they established Eden. They made it a thing, even though it wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah. And so I totally feel for that. Logan's like, this is made up and it's a comic book, but you still have to hold faith. You know what? There's plenty of people going to this place that... Also, yeah, saw it yeah. in the comic book and I'm like, well, it's a thing. I'm going to go there. Right. I mean, better than, you know, existing in a chamber in a facility where they're going to just test you for things right and that battle at the end of it where logan takes the drug the stimulant yeah so amazing it kind of emulated the uh berserker's rage yeah uh from the comic book series and uh he became all powerful he just wasn't healing but he was still hyped up yeah essentially it's Mm. like yeah getting shot ah Fuck it, <laughs> whatever you know. Right. And then the fight with uh, Weapon X twenty four, even though he doesn't defeat him, uh, Laura defeats him. Right. Uh, it's still a pretty nice fight, and he, you know, he gets killed in this. Right. Scene. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. Pretty much, Logan dies, and then. Yeah, they bury him, and then... Laura buries him and puts the X up, and then they walk off. And then it ends right there. Well. Not much to it. Yeah, that's sad. It's all the sad. Yeah. Sad, serious, going through, like, the... What it means to be a superhero versus what it isn't. Or what it is like, or what it's not like, Mm -hmm. or what you expect. Different, like, tropes, I guess, being broken down. Right. Yeah. All the sad. Yep. I saw a tear from you. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. I can't handle it. Don't worry, I cried in the theater. I didn't cry this time. I kind of was expecting it, but... Oh, I knew it was going to happen. There was no, there was no like, shocking there. I knew what was going on. I knew what was happening. Right. It just it gets me. Right there. <laughs> right in the feels every time. Right in the feels. 
right. So, yeah, uh, I think Wolverine is up there in most people's favorites. Yeah. Well, we've already discussed that. Yeah, from the, the past. Previous episode. The previous episode. We already know. Everyone likes to rank him as number one X-Men. So, this is uh, by far probably the best decision Marvel had to come out with Wolverine movies. Yeah. And a pretty good end to a trilogy. Nobody likes fourth movies, you know? <laughs> Yeah, if you can make it past the second movie, then you might as well do a third. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, all right, so that is our discussion on the Wolverine. <laughs> and the uh, discussion on the beers. So uh, let us know in the comments uh, on Twitter or Instagram if you want a specific hero uh, done for these type of series. I think the next one that we're probably going to do is probably going to be Deadpool. Yes. And then after that, probably go down the line and talk about the original X-Men. So probably Cyclops and uh, of the sort. And include some uh, cartoon action to get more content for Cyclops. <laughs> Fuck him. Whatever. Just, you're mad. Be mad. I am. So, All right. From uh, here at the Southern Studio, because we're so far south. So the far central. South. We'll just go to the central studio. No, there's not one further south. No, there isn't. But we can still be central, central, central Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So uh, drink up and geek out. You were listening to episode one fifty three, the Wolverine episode. Logan episode. The Logan episode. Either way. The Howlet. The Howlet episode. There you go. The Jimmy episode. The, the Jimmy, Jimmy episode. The Jimmy episode. <laughs>